Hello, my name is Jacob Schondel. I'm the Webmaster and Media and Technology Committee Chair for Shepherd of the Valley. And you are listening to the ShepherdCast, the weekly podcast from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Sandyville, Ohio. Once again this week, on March 29th, we will not be holding in-person worship at our church due to recommendations from local and national health officials regarding the current COVID-19 pandemic. Because of this, we are once again bringing you Pastor Scott's sermon through this podcast exclusively for this week. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, we welcome you. We would also like to encourage everybody to please share this with your friends and family as they may not be able to attend church right now because of everything that's going on. So then hopefully perhaps this podcast will help sort of fill the gap that is being left right now for them. And we definitely know that there are quite a few more listeners than usual, as last Sunday for March 22nd, I don't normally throw this out there in the episode, but um, we had 58 listens as of the time I'm recording this intro, which is a lot more than we usually get. So everybody who's listening to us for the first time, we thank you. And again, we encourage you to please share this with your friends and family, as that helps us get our message out. And hopefully that also helps them, too, by hearing our messages. So, without any further ado, I'd like to hand this over to Pastor Scott, who this week we have him a little bit better equipped to record in his office. Um, So, without any further ado, here are your readings and sermon from the Reverend Scott Anderson. We have three readings for this fifth Sunday in the season of Lent. The first comes from Ezekiel, the 37th chapter, beginning at the first verse. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were very many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I had been commanded, and as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. I looked, and there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. He said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, mortal, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood on their feet, a vast multitude. Then he said to me, Mortal, These bones are the whole house of Israel. 
They say, our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live. And I will place on you your own soil. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord. The word of the Lord. Our second reading is from Psalm 130. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplication. If you were to keep watch over sins, O Lord, who could stand? Yet with you is forgiveness in order that you may be feared. I wait for you, O Lord. My soul waits in your word is your my hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who keep watch for the morning, more than those who keep watch for the morning. O Israel, wait for the Lord. For with the Lord there is steadfast love. With the Lord there is plenteous redemption. For the Lord shall redeem Israel from all their sins. Our third reading comes from the Gospel of St. John, the 11th chapter, beginning at the 32nd verse. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Judeans who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Judeans said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench because he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out!
the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth, and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Many of the Judeans, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what he had done. So the chief priest and the Pharisees called a meeting of the council and said, What are we to do? This man is performing many signs. If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him, and the Romans will come and destroy both our holy place and our nation. But one of them, Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all. You do not understand that it is better for you to have one man die for the people than to have the whole nation destroyed. He did not say this on his own, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus was about to die for the nation, and not for the nation only, but to gather into one the dispersed children of God. So, from that day on, they planned to put him to death. The Gospel of our Lord. Let us pray. Gracious and wonderful God, thank you for these readings today, reminding us whenever there is dire situations, in times when we feel hopeless and despairing, that you are there and that you work miracles even when we cannot see them. Help us this day in the midst of our struggles with the coronavirus that you bless all those with healing to those who are affected. Give comfort to all those who are dealing with deaths in, from their family, with their friends. Help us, dear Lord, and have mercy on us as you did the dry bones. We ask that you send your Holy Spirit upon me that I may preach your word truthfully and faithfully. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Our readings this morning... Help us to have hope in the midst of this COVID-19 outbreak. These readings give us hope in the midst of struggles and difficulties. And in the midst of hopelessness and discouragement, let us begin with Psalm 130, which I think helps us put words to our prayers during this time. The psalm is known as De Profundis, the opening words in Latin. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Behind this request is an inspired complaint. Lord, I am about to go under, and you're not paying attention. 
The psalmist is at the lowest point in his life and desperately cries out to the Lord. At issue is survival, and in this psalm it is a matter of life or death. And in facing this life circumstance, the psalmist also gives words to the depths of his sins. The person praying looks inwardly and sees only failure. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, Lord, who could stand? There is that blessed meekness and humility needed in this confession of sin to God. The psalmist understands a need both for God and God's mercy. Then the psalmist looks at God and sees some grounds of hope because there is forgiveness with you. The rest of the psalm is one of waiting and hoping, of trusting in God to save. To wait and to hope for God to deliver and to save is our calling as Christians in the midst of this coronavirus outbreak. This should be a theme in our prayers, not only for us in northeastern Ohio, not only for all in the United States, not only for those in China and Italy, but for all life around the world. This message of waiting and hoping of new life that God gave to his people through Ezekiel is there as a reminder for us. Out of the depths I cried to you, O Lord, in the valley of dry bones. Shortly after the fall of Jerusalem in 587 B.C., Ezekiel is given this vision in the midst of exile, of having lost everything. Noted Old Testament scholar Elizabeth Ochtemeyer observes, Israel had considered herself dead in exile. She had lost her land, her temple, her Davidic king, her covenant, her relationship with God. The forces of death have overwhelmed her, and now her exiles are without the possibility of life, like long, dry bones, scattered aimlessly about a parched and desolate valley. No human help can restore her. She is beyond all hope. And out of the depths, God asks Ezekiel and us, can these bones live? We, like the prophet, have to admit that we do not know. Lord God, you know. One verse in Ezekiel seemed to jump out to me uh, this week while studying this passage. Our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. I would not go so far to say that my hope is lost, but I have felt discouraged as events unravel each day. As I stay at home per the governor's mandate, I have felt occasionally that I am cut off completely. I recognize that my source of hope in the here and now as it has always been and always will be, is God. Today, out of the depths of our situation, our dry bones cry out to you, O Lord. The prophet proclaims his hope in God for a miracle. The prophet proclaims God's power in the midst of all kinds of death. Recalling the gift of life given in Genesis, God breathes his life into dry bones. In the midst of death, God gives life. 
God's grace happens out of the depths in the valley of dry bones. Grace happens when life is given out of the depths of death itself in John's gospel, when Jesus comes to the tomb of his friend, Lazarus. Out of the depths, Jesus cried out to Lazarus, Lazarus, come out. Out of the depths of death, a dead man walks out of his grave. Jesus says, unbind him and let him go. In the same way, out of our depths, God hears our cry and says to us, unbind us and let us go. The bondage of our despair is loosened, and we are freed. The bondage of death is loosened, and we are freed. The bondage of our failures and sins are loosened, and we are freed. We are freed because God has gone to the depths of the cross, has gone to the depths of death, has gone to the depths of God-forsakenness to give us the promised victory of the resurrection. Out of the death, God gives us hope. And like Lazarus, we have a decision. Do we live by grace, freed and unbound by the Christ to serve him, or to retreat back to the death of the tomb? Jesus gives us a new life, a second chance. This is what Lent and Easter are about. This is what Jesus' death and resurrection are about new life, and hope. Our psalm, Ezekiel's vision of the dry bones, and Jesus' resuscitation of Lazarus from the dead encourage us to wait and to hope when we can only say, Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. God hears our cry and answers in a surprising way as in the gospel. God's glory is not only about this surprising miracle of a dead man walking out of his tomb, but to act as a catalyst for the council to plan to put Jesus to death. And Jesus' death on a cross is for all the children of God, the past, present, and future. It is in the hour of crucifixion in which God is truly glorified and death is truly defeated. I close now with words from the Old Testament scholar James Lindbergh. The good news is this. No matter how deep we've gotten in over our heads, no matter how low our life has sunk, no matter how badly we've gotten bogged down in the muck and mire, we are never out of the range of God's love. And to this, all of God's children said, Amen. You have just heard a very special sermon from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church. We thank you for listening to the Shepherd Cast this week, and once again we would like to thank all of our new listeners for joining us this week. If you are able and you live in the Northeast Ohio area, we would like to invite you to join us for worship once our church resumes in-person worship. Our services are typically Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. You can learn more about the worship experience at our church by visiting sotvchurch.com worship. As I say every week, we are a church in service. 
If you wish to support this podcast, we hope you will support us by supporting our church's ministry. Whether you choose to volunteer with one of our outreach programs, or you choose to donate to the church, or you choose to contribute to the church in some other form. You can learn more about all the ways you can support our ministry by visiting sotvchurch.com support. You can keep up with our congregation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at sotvsandyville, and you can visit us online at sotvchurch.com. We will be back in your podcast feed next week with another episode, so we hope you'll tune in then. So until then, thank you for listening, and God bless, and please continue to pray for all of those affected by the COVID-19 pandemic.